Hey there, family. Welcome back to a whole new podcast here at U-Turn Orlando. We're so psyched to have you guys. For all those of you who want to have more information on our church, go ahead to www.myuturnorlando.com. We love you guys. Enjoy. Can I do that? Can I, can I get drunk? Can I get high? I mean, my, 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 my doctor said I could smoke some weed. Can I do that? You know, uh, can I go to a nightclub on Saturday? These are your opportunities to ask that question. So we're going to give you that opportunity. Um, How many have received texts from us? Amen. So if you receive a text, which I'm pretty sure everybody here, if you don't, we could sign you up after the service. But if you receive the 94,000 number text, that is where you want to place your questions. Amen? And you could ask absolutely anything you want. Anything. Now, I'm not going to promise that we're going to answer everything, right? Um, But we're going to try. We're definitely going to try. And uh, you'd be surprised that uh, there's about 26, 20 to 26 questions that get repeated on a consistent basis. And uh, what, what am I trying to say is sometimes we think our question is hard or our question is unique, but it really isn't. Most people have the same questions. They just recycle them. Every single person just kind of recycle these questions over and over. And so some of us, we might think, oh, he's not going to know the answer to that. You'd be surprised. Um, We've been doing this for over 20 years. We've heard and seen quite a bit. Amen? So this is your opportunity. But today, because this is the first day of our 21-day fast, and I know we're a brand new church. We're barely a year old. Some of us don't know what spiritual fasting is. It's it's similar to when the doctor asks you to fast, but the power behind it is so much more different, right? We all understand fasting when you go without eating to take out your blood, right? But spiritual fasting has so much more power behind it. And when you actually separate your life to spiritually fast, you will see the results of it. You'll definitely see the results of it. And so, so many times when we've done 21-day fast and prayer, uh, people ask, hey, why, why do we fast? And why should we fast? And does everybody fast? And if I'm taking medication, should I still fast? Well, I'm going to try to answer some of these questions. And sometimes it's not okay to fast only because of health reasons. But I'm a person that takes medication. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and kind of give you some tips on how you can still fast. And still take your medication. Amen? Can somebody say amen? Amen. So let's turn to Ezra chapter 8 verse 23. Ezra chapter 8 verse 23. And it says this. It says, so we fasted, earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us. And watch this. And he heard our prayer. So we fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us. And he heard our prayer. Our prayer. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 17 and verse 18. And it says, When you fast, your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. He says the same thing about prayer. When you pray in secret, God will, re- will reward you openly. Amen. So today we're, tack- we're, we're tackling the concept and the thought process. We're thinking out loud and we're asking the question, why? Is what is fasting and why should we do it? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, God, for this, for this uh, time, God. And I pray, Father God, that you would 
anoint this time, God. I pray that you would touch people's lives this morning. And as we begin our 21-day fast, God, God, for, for, for you to move not only within our lives, but in the lives of people in this community, God, I pray, God, that you will be, begin to call people to this awesome, awesome weapon that you've given us. So, Father, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Has anybody ever seen the Olympics and you've seen like the jumpers? How many ever seen the jumpers? Right? Now, there is a difference between pole vault jumping and jumpers. I mean, you know, like you just see this strong, muscled up, it could be a female or a man, and they're just running at full speed, and they just jump, and they go over that pole, and you'd be like, how in the world did this person just fly over that pole? And many times, that pole is probably three feet, maybe four feet, right? But then there's another thing in the Olympics, and it's called pole vault. And these people, they don't just run and jump. These people have a long, long pole. And how many of you know that when they use that pole, they don't jump three or four feet? They're able to jump 10 to 11 feet over a pole. That's about the height of one of these basketball rooms. Now, I don't know about you, but that's high. To be able to run and to be able to use a pole and jump over that rim or that high of that rim, that is amazing. That is powerful if you really think about it. If I try to do that right now, I ain't making it. If you try to do it this morning, you ain't making it. And the reason why I use that illustration is fasting and prayer is just like having that pole. Because how many know, naturally, the person that is using that pole cannot fly over 10 feet, maybe 15 feet, maybe 20 feet, right? Because they have that pole, though, they are able to jump higher than 15, 20 feet. They cannot naturally jump over something like that. My friend, when we begin to pray and we begin to fast, it is like having that pole and it begins to give us supernatural abilities and powers and open doors. That is the power of fasting. That is the power of prayer and fasting. And this morning, I want to read you some quotes from some people that, um, that really have some powerful things to say about fasting. One of the things that was said is this, is that uh, Mike Bickle, he's a person that runs a prayer ministry, and he begins to say this. He says, when we pray and when we fast, it increases Holy Spirit activity. It increases Holy Spirit activity. And then he says, that's a fact. There's no doubt about it. My friend, listen, there are certain things that we cannot do on our own. There's certain things that, man, you know, sometimes we feel like our prayer just hits the ceiling. But my friend, thank God that he has given us the gift of fasting. And so many times, you know, you don't look at fasting like a gift. You feel like you're starving yourself. Come on, somebody. You get headaches, right? You start getting dizzy. You know what that is, right? That's just your body getting used to you not having sugar. It's your body getting used to having all that stuff inside of your body. Your body can literally, if you do the research, your body can last over 40 days, some people, with just water. And some of us, we feel like we can't handle one day without food. 
But your body is made that way. Let me prove it to you. Let me, let me tell you the people that fasted inside of the Bible. Because some of us might not even know that people in the Bible fasted. You know, before Moses got the Ten Commandments, you know what he was doing? He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And when Moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, God gave him the Ten Commandments. Now, some of you, that might not mean nothing to you until you need a word from God. Until you need direction. And Moses was looking for direction. He was looking for a word from God. And you know what Moses did? He just fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and God began to give him direction through the Ten Commandments. My friend, if you're sitting here this morning and you're looking for divine direction, oh, fasting is the key. Prayer is the key. You know who else fasted? David fasted. The Bible says this, that David fasted when he was mourning his child's illness. He was mourning his child's illness. And you know what David said? He says, listen, until God answers my prayer, I'm not going to eat. All I'm going to do is pray and fast, and hopefully God hears my prayer. And so many of us, we go to friends and we go to family before we go to God. Some of us, we're going through some of the most uh, distressful things. And my friend, God has given us a weapon called fasting. Are you depressed this morning? Are you anxious this morning? Are you worried about something this morning? Prayer and fasting is able to get you through most of the time. You know, Elijah was a man that fasted too. Anybody know who Jezebel is? If you don't know Jezebel, you, you heard, oh, that, that girl's Jezebel. He's Jezebel. How many ever heard something like that? It comes from this text. Jezebel was a woman that her mission was to stop Elijah and kill all of God's prophets. She didn't, she didn't like the, the word of God going forth. She didn't like the ministry of God going forth. And what happened was is that Elijah began to fast to escape Jezebel which is a spirit. It's an actual person, but she has a spirit, which is called Jezebel. And my friends, so many times we are battling certain things with inside of our lives, and we think it's us, and we sometimes we think it's God angry at us, and sometimes, and most of the time, it's not any of that. It is the enemy of your soul trying to stop momentum in your life. Let me give you one more person, probably one of the most significant people, right? You know, Jesus fasted. Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And in the midst of his fasting, the enemy came and he tried to stop him from fasting. What did he do? He says, hey, listen, I'll give you the whole world if you just bow before me. Hey, why don't you eat this bread? Aren't you hungry? Why would the enemy try to stop Jesus from fasting? The reason why I believe is because Jesus would be, was beginning to get prepared for his mission. And what was his mission? It was to die. And if you know anything about the story of Jesus, it wasn't easy for him to die. When you read the story in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane, how many times did he ask God, God, is there any other way? Some of us think he said that one time. No, my friend, he said that three times before he said, not my will, your will be done. And so many times we struggle with God's will, right? We struggle with doing God's will. We struggle with doing it God's way. And Jesus struggled. 
But I believe if he would have never fasted, he probably would have never been able to fulfill his mission. That's what fasting does. Fasting kills your will and brings alive the will of God inside of your life. It, 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 it begins to kill the desire for your will, and it begins to activate the will of God inside of your life. Now, I know fasting is not an exciting message, but I'll tell you this. If we learn this principle of prayer and fasting, I'm not just talking about starving yourself, and I'm not talking about a diet. I'm talking about prayer and fasting. I'm telling you supernatural things literally happen when we do it all, with all of our hearts. Can somebody say amen? And so what are we giving up? This is more like a teaching because I know there's a lot of people that ask, what are we giving up? What do you have to give up? All right, so naturally in the book of Acts, right? Well, not in the book of Acts. Also throughout the whole Old Testament and New Testament, most people, when they fasted, they just drank water. And you might be saying, oh, I can't do that. Well, that's okay. I can't do that either. But naturally, some of you can do that. You know, when you have to go to a doctor's appointment, you do it. Come on, somebody. When you have to get your blood test and have a, a clear reading, right, for the doctor, you still do it, right? But I want to encourage you that if you're able to just drink liquids while you're fasting, oh, man, it's so much better that way. But if you can't, because I can't, you know what I do? I do what they call a Daniel fast. Everybody say Daniel fast. And what is a Daniel fast? Well, a Daniel fast is basically vegetables, water, or uh, organic um, juices, and, uh, and no sugar. It's just uh, fruit. So it's fruit, vegetables, and organic liquids. I'm going to be posting it on our, on our page, everything that you can eat during that. That's what I do. Why? Because some of you know my testimony. I have a muscle disorder, right? I was, I was paralyzed at one point inside of my life. All of a sudden, really, I didn't know I had a muscle disorder. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, I, I wasn't able to walk, and now I have to take medication, and I've been taking medication for a very long time. You know, I used to be a person that used to pray and fast a whole bunch, and because I took medication, I thought I couldn't. But that's not true. That's not true at all. If you're a person that takes medication, you can definitely eat fruit and vegetables and liquids and still take your medication and not get sick. I've done it myself. Now, you could ask your doctor what you can do, but that's what I do. And the way we're going to fast is from 6 in the morning to 3 p.m. If you could do it longer, do it longer. If you need to do it shorter, do it shorter. Can somebody say amen to that? And so we're going to be doing that for 21 days. Now, let me just say this. Some of you are believing God for something great. And today, I want to give you seven reasons why you should fast. Seven reasons why you should fast. Amen? Number one, and then we'll go home. When we fast, we will experience the supernatural power of God. When we fast, we will experience the supernatural power of God. Look at Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. It says this. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Watch this. Verse 21 says, however... This kind does not go out except through prayer and fasting. So watch this. 
To move mountains, you need faith. But then there are certain things inside of your life that you cannot move unless you pray and you fast. There are certain things inside of your life that will never change until you go before God and you pray and fast. Before you consecrate your life, that's the only way that certain things will leave your life. Some of us, we know people that are, are, are addicted to stuff. Some of us are addicted to stuff. Some of us, we just can't stop doing something. My friend, there is power in prayer and in fasting. You know what begins to happen when we begin to pray and fast? You begin to die to your flesh. You begin to die to the things that you want. That's why God says, listen, don't eat if you can. Why? Because eating satisfies your flesh. And the Bible says this, that the spirit is willing, the spirit is willing to set you free. The spirit is willing to speak to you. The spirit is willing to open up doors. But the flesh is weak. The flesh is weak. And you know what happens when we begin to pray and fast and we begin to sacrifice, whether it's two hours, three hours, four hours, six hours to God. You know what begins to happen is that your spirit begins to get stronger than your flesh. And then all of a sudden, when you couldn't hear the voice of God, all of a sudden, you can hear it. When you couldn't stop that thing, cigarettes, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, all of a sudden, God gives you power. Can somebody say amen? amen. Certain things that can't be stopped. And let me just tell you, if you didn't know, you have an enemy. Everybody say, you have an enemy. Turn, turn, turn to your neighbor and say, you have an enemy. You have an enemy that's going to attack your marriage. You have an enemy that's going to attack your relationships. You're gonna have, you have an enemy that's trying to attack your relationship with God. And when you begin to pray and fast, you use a spiritual weapon against the enemy. Some of, you can't, some of you don't believe that. Let me, let me, let's turn to Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. And I, I want to read this to you because this is so powerful. This is so powerful. It says this, and it says in Daniel chapter 10, verse 12, it says, Then he said, Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. Your request, he says, the minute you began to pray, Daniel, and the, the minute you began to fast, God heard your prayer. Watch this. He says, I've come in answer to your prayer. Watch this. Look what the angel says to Daniel. He says, but for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. It didn't say a physical king. No, it says a spirit prince of the kingdom. That means that the demons that were over the area of Persia stopped the prayer. And it says this, blocked my way. Blocked my way. And then it says this, then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I'm here to explain what will happen to your people in the future, for this vision concerns a time yet to come. And so many of us, we've been, God, I've been praying. God, I've been going to church. I've been giving. My friend, your, your prayer most likely has already been answered. The only thing is, is that there is an enemy that is stopping progress. 
There is an enemy of your soul, an enemy from your family, an enemy, my friend, that is trying to stop the progress of God with inside of your life. Can somebody say amen? Someone said this, where there is no prayer and there's no fasting, they are demons. What? Where there is no prayer and where there is no fasting, there are demons. That, 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 should, that should be sobering for us, right? Because so how many know that prayer is a simple concept, but many times it's hard to do on a consistent basis? So many of us, we're like, man, I want to pay the price for God. My friend, you know what paying the price is? It's consistently praying. Talking to God on a daily basis. Doing fasting on a regular basis. Talking to God and reading his word on a regular basis. My friend, that is paying the price. And that is hard to do sometimes. But you have to think in the back of your mind is that when I don't pray and when I don't fast, my friend, there is demonic activity happening sometimes. Most of the time. I'll tell you this. Every time I messed up with God, my prayer life was not where it was supposed to be. Come on, somebody. When I slipped up, when I messed up, when I start thinking crazy, when my emotions are not where they're supposed to be, when I start wanting not to do the will of God, when I don't want to, when I want to quit and I don't want to do the things of God, my friend, if you do an evaluation most of the time, your prayer life and your connection with God is not where it's supposed to be. Where there's no prayer and no, no, no fasting, there are demons. If the Holy Spirit ain't moving, you best believe the enemy is. When we are not connected to God, my friend, we are not connected to the source of our power. In our own ability, we cannot resist pride and temptation and the enemy. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that you can resist. Do you really think that without God, we can do something? What makes us think, right, that before God we were able to do it? We weren't able to do it before. What makes us think that we can do it now? We can't. We can't. So number one, number one, when we begin to fast, we experience the supernatural power of God. Number two, when we fast, it makes us more sensitive to the presence of Jesus. You know, so many of us are what they call a wilderness experience. And what is a wilderness experience? It is a place where you are spiritually dry. You are just spiritually dry. You don't want to serve God. You don't want to read his word. You, you don't want to pray. You don't want to do any of those things. My friend, if you want to break out of that wilderness experience, fasting and prayer is going to take you there. Fasting and prayer is going to take you to the place where you begin to feel the presence of God and the peace of God. I don't know about you, but I need the presence of God in my, upon my life. I don't know about you, when I go through some crazy stuff, which is most days, come on somebody, I need the peace of God upon my life. Can somebody say amen? amen. That's why it's so important. I, we encourage you guys to come here at 10. 10.40, 10.45. Why? Because we set the atmosphere with prayer. We begin to set the atmosphere. You know what begins to happen if you start coming at 10.40, 10.45 and you begin to pray with us? What begins to happen is that your heart begins to get tenderized in the presence of God. And all of a sudden, those distractions before the service starts begin to fade away. Why? 
Because you got a hold of Jesus. And now when God speaks, you are able to hear him. And now the distractions of the world begin to fade away and you begin to feel the presence of God. Number three. Everybody say number three. When we fast, we will hear the, God, the, the voice of God more clearly. How many need to hear the voice of God? I'll tell you this. And I've, I've experienced this in my own personal life. That there's so many times where I'm just seeking God about something and seeking God and confusion comes. And you know, when confusion comes, let me just tell you when confusion, when confusion comes, that means the devil is active. Because the Bible says this, that God is not the author of confusion. Let me ask you something. If God does not have confusion or he's not the author of it, guess who is? It's your enemy. It's your enemy. When confusion begins to happen, it is the enemy trying to detour you. But you know what begins to happen when we pray and we fast? We begin to hear the voice of God so much louder. It's like there's a spiritual huge Q-tip that comes and begins to clear out all the noise and all the junk within our ears. When we pray and we fast, guess what? You know what begins to happen? Your voice begins to shut up. You know what begins to happen? When you pray and you fast, the devil's voice begins to shut up. And you know what, what voice becomes louder? It's God's voice begins to get louder. And so when we begin to fast and pray, all of a sudden now everything becomes more clear. All of a sudden, you begin to say, man, you know what? That job looks good, but it's not the right job for me. Why? Because God is speaking. Not all, good, all, not all money is good money. Can somebody say amen? Because good money will lead you towards God. Good money will lead you to, towards the purposes of God. Bad money leads you away from God. Oh, but look at the benefits and look at the pay. I have to work on most weekends, but you know what? It's the best pay I've ever had. My friend, do you know that the enemy will bless you with a job like that so he can detour you from the ways of God? That's why Jesus says, and that's why the Bible teaches that God is our provider. That God is the one who opens doors for jobs. That God is the one that gives us the ability to get wealth. It is not your CEO. It's not your boss. It's not the person that signs your check. It is ultimately God that has opened those doors. And my friend, if God owns a thousand cattle on a thousand hills, could he not open the door for you? I'm talking about your father. I'm talking about your Abba father. I'm talking about your daddy, the king of the world. My friend, he has the world spinning within his hands. He knows things about people you don't even know. You know the friend that smiles at you but talks about you behind your back? My friend, your God knows about that. You know the family member that, that, that seems like they're helpful, but then, man, they're talking, they're talking and slandering your name behind you because you're a Christian? God knows that. And when you begin to get closer to God, you begin to hear and you begin to discern the spirits of not only yourself, not only of the enemy, but of other people. How many would love to be like, you know what, I know they're smiling and they're nice, but just something just doesn't sit well with me. How many have ever been there? My friend, that is God that put that there. That's not you. You didn't get that out of a book. You just start knowing stuff 
without somebody letting you know, my friend, that is the God within you letting you know that there's a red flag there. Can somebody say amen? Within our church, we need to hear God clearly. We need to hear God clearly within our church. Watch this. Number four, fasting affects us inwardly. I talked about this a little bit last week where it talks about the kingdom of God and the yeast. And yeast, first of all, grows from the inside of the bread and then expands on the outside as it's stuck in the oven and it's cooked. My friend, that's what fasting does. Fasting, what it does when we pray and we fast, it affects us in the inside. You know what? At the 21 days of fasting, you know what you're probably going to just feel? You're probably just going to feel hungry. But wait two months down the road. Wait till you begin to analyze your life about that thing you've been praying about. Wait till you've been trying to get a job for years or months, and then all of a sudden a door opens up. That's exactly what happens in fasting. Fasting first deals with us, and then it shows the impact outwardly. He begins to deal with your attitude. He begins to deal with your prayer life. He begins to deal with your purity. He begins to deal with your negativity. Come on, somebody. He begins to deal with your arrogance first. And when God begins to deal with that stuff, and he begins to change it while you're praying and fasting, all the blessings of God begin to come out outwardly. You know what happens when you pray and fast? Your flesh and you become weak. But when you become weak, God becomes strong. God becomes strong in your family. God becomes strong inside of your life. God begins to get strong within this church. I don't know about you, but I don't want to come to dead services. I don't want to come to where God is not moving and where God is not speaking. No, we need to hear the voice of God. We need to feel the presence of God. I read a post the other day that, you know, if you're going to a church that makes you feel comfortable in sin, he says, run as fast as you can from that church. I want to be that church in a loving and graceful way that if you are messing up and if I am messing up, we shouldn't feel comfortable in the house of God. No, we should feel convicted. Why? Because conviction produces the righteousness of God. Conviction is great. I get convicted almost every day. Conviction is great. But you can't be confused with conviction and condemnation, condemnation draws you away from God. Conviction brings you to God. Condemnation comes from the devil and demons. Conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. Conviction brings you towards your calling and your purposes, and you're willing to sacrifice for God whatever it needs to be sacrificed. Condemnation says give up on your call. It's too, it's too late. You messed up. That's condemnation. Can somebody say amen? amen? Number five, we're almost done. Fasting changes our, our desires. Look what Psalm 37 verse 4. By the way, if you're like wondering, man, I should have took notes, we have this online. We have, uh, we have a podcast. You can go to our website and uh, you can listen to this message again as many times as you want. But look what Psalms 34, I mean 37 verse 4 says. He says, delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. 
Delight yourself in the Lord. You mean I, I could actually enjoy God? You mean I could actually enjoy talking to God? You mean I could actually love coming to church? You mean you, I could actually love reading his Bible? Yeah, yeah. It is totally possible to delight yourself in God. It doesn't have to be a duty just because you're a Christian or it's religion. No, no, no. You could actually love talking to God. You could actually love reading his word and have him talk back to you. So here's the way. You know what happens when we begin to delight ourselves uh, in the Lord, number one. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, God begins to confirm our desires. And he begins to say, you know that desire inside of your heart to start a business, that desire inside of your heart to do that, that's my will. That's what begins to happen when we begin to pray and fast and begin to delight in the Lord. You know what begins to happen also is if he doesn't confirm it, he begins to change your desire. He either says, yeah, that's my will. Do that. Or he says, you know what? That's not my will. This is my will. Let me change your desire. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Why? Because he will either confirm your desires or he will change your desires and then give you his desires. It is when we have his desires, that is what he will give you. That's why he says, delight yourself in me. When you delight yourself in me, I'm either going to confirm it or change it and give you mine. And when you have my desires for your life, that is what I'm going to give you. Can somebody say amen? amen? I don't know about you, but I have a whole lot of desires. And some, some, some of them I know is God, and some I really don't know yet. But when we pray and we fast, and we give that time to the Lord, oh, out of the sudden you begin like, oh, I don't know about that no more. Out of the sudden that thing that looked really good don't look that good no more. Let it happen, my friend. Let God change that desire. And the reason why God is changing that desire is because he's trying to lead you down his purpose and his plan. Can somebody say amen? amen. Number six, fasting increases understanding of the word of God. Fasting also increases understanding of certain situations. I don't know about you, man, that there's just certain things that I'm like, man, why did that person do that? And just, just didn't let me know. Anybody, anybody ever been there? I'm a person that, like, I want, I want to have closure. Let me know. <laughs> right? Why? Just let me know. It might hurt my feelings. I might get angry. But at least I know why. And there's just some people that just, whatever. Let me just live my life. Right? You know the beautiful thing about the presence of God and God is that when you begin to pray and fast, Sometimes he tells you why that person did that. So many times you'll be like, man, why did that, hurt, that person hurt me like that? Why did my boss didn't promote me? Why, why, why did my mom treat me like this? And why did my dad treat me like this? Why, why doesn't the, how come my brother doesn't talk to me or my sister doesn't talk to me? Well, why is it that open doors don't happen? Why is it when I read the word of God, I don't understand it? My friend, all of a sudden when you begin to pray and fast, things become more clear. God begins to speak. God begins to speak. 
I don't know about you, but I need some clarity on certain situations. And there's certain things that God will never tell you. But you know what will begin to happen in the midst of your prayer and fasting? You know what begins to happen is that he begins to heal the hurt as they put on some worship music. He begins to heal the hurt. You might never have understanding about a certain situation. You may never have wisdom. But all of a sudden, that anger turns into compassion. That anger turns into grace. That anger turns into mercy. Can somebody say amen to that? That thing that you've been holding unforgiveness towards, all of a sudden when you pray and you fast, now you're able to forgive this person because now God begins to tell you, listen, I know they wronged you, but you've wronged me for many, many years. I know they fell short in that relationship with you, but you've fallen short with me and the same grace that I have for you. You should have for that person too. You should have for that person too. I know some of us, we probably were raised in homes where it was just painful and you just didn't understand. Why does my mom talk to me like that? And why does my dad talk to me like that? And why is this and why that? Oh, my friend. But when you're in the presence of God, he says, yeah, your dad talked to you like that. But I was there the whole time. And the reason why your dad talked to you like that and your mom talked to you like that is because they were hurt as well. And they never learned how to love correctly. The power of prayer and fasting. Prayer is great, my friend. Worship is great. The word, oh man, but fasting is a secret weapon that many of us don't use. It's like having the most powerful weapon in your shelf and it has so much dust on it. It's time for us to pick up that weapon. And I'm not telling you, hey, you need to fast for days. Hey, maybe you only can fast for two hours. Maybe you could only fast for three, four hours and eat fruit, vegetables, and water for those times. But my friend, give that time to God. I promise you, you will 10x your spiritual life. You will 10x the voice of God inside of your life. Last one. When we begin to fast, we begin to strengthen our, our identity in Christ. We strengthen our identity. All day. I'm telling you this right now. The devil is lying to you about who you are. The devil is saying you're worthless. The devil is saying you're not a man, you're not a woman of God. When you begin to fast and pray and get into the presence of God, God begins to tell you and me who you really are. He begins to say you are a child of God. That's your identity. You are not what you did. My love does not stop even though you messed up. And my love does not increase because you've done so much good. My love stays the same no matter what. You are my child no matter what. That is your identity. That is who you are. But my mom told me this, and my, my dad told me this, and my husband told me that, and my wife told me this. It doesn't matter what anybody says. My friend, let God's voice be the trumping voice. Number two, you know what he begins to tell you? He says, you are called by God. 
well, I have a disability, or I have a mental disorder, or I have this problem and that problem. I can't get a job. I can't. No, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your limitations are. God says you are still called of me. I have a purpose, I have a plan, and I have a destiny. And if there wasn't true, you wouldn't be here. It's just like that song says, if you're still here, God's not done. If you're still here, there is a calling upon your life. God begins to tell you this, this is who you really are. Isn't it a beautiful thing, man, when you are bombarded with negativity and you are bombarded with people trying to define your identity? That you could get into the presence of God and hear who you really are. You know what else he tells you? He says, you are heard. That's so big, isn't it? Because so many times we feel like God's not hearing. God's not hearing my prayer. God's not listening. No, 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 no. Your identity and the promise of God is, my friend, if you give your life to Christ, you are heard. You are heard. God hears your cry. God hears your hurt. God sees your tears. That's our identity. When the devil says God's not listening to you, you messed up too many times. God's not listening to you. You haven't been in church for years. No, no, no. That's not what God says. Look what 1 Peter 3.12 says. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayers. My friend, he's listening. He's listening. You know what else he says? He says, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. Oh, that's my identity. Every time I mess up and I call and I cry out before God and I say, God, I messed up. He says, listen, you are forgiven. Just start forgiving yourself. Start forgiving yourself. Forgive yourself for the things you've done. I have already forgiven you. And the last thing, he says, you are new. You are not your past. You are not the person you used to be. You are a brand new creation. Can somebody say amen? amen. It's the power of prayer and fasting. God begins to tell you who you really are. Let's all stand this morning. I normally don't talk about fasting and things like that. And then next week we're going to be talking about some, some of the things, some of the questions that uh, you guys send in. If we could put, if we could put on the, uh, the graphic, we're talking about thinking out loud. We're, asking, we're answering some of your questions. But right here I know some of you, God's speaking. And if God spoke to you, I just want you to lift up your hands and just begin to talk to Jesus. Talk to Jesus. Some of you, some of you, this is the key. Again, I mean, some of you could do just water. Some of you could, could I mean, whatever you need to do, but you need to get a hold of God. Let's change the music and raise it up. You just need to get a hold of God. You need to talk to God. Some of you, God brought you here. Some of you, God brought you here because he wants to raise you up. He wants to raise you up to be a leader and to impact people's lives. And some of you, you've just been sitting there and you've been asking God, God, what is it? What is it? What do you want me to do? Some of you, when you're in this 21 days that we're praying and fasting, God's going to begin to reveal to you. This is my plan. This is my purpose.
This is what I want you to let go. This is what I want you to have. This is what I want you to fix. These are your idols that you have to get rid of. Some of you, that might be your job. Some of you, that might be something that you're doing that you're not supposed to be doing. But God's going to begin to reveal that to you. That is the key, my friend. Whatever God reveals, you do. Whatever God says, you do. Come on, just cry out to Jesus right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I give you glory, God. God, I pray, God, we dedicate these 21 days to you, Jesus, as a church and as a people, Father God. Let's raise up the music. God, I pray right now, God, that your Holy Spirit will begin to move in a very special way. I pray that you will move right now. God, there are some, God, that the enemy has been lying to them. And I pray, God, that you begin to speak louder than the devil right now, God. That you will begin to speak louder than their own opinion about themselves. I pray this in Jesus' name. I pray that you will flow. That you will flow, God. That you will flow. I pray that chains will begin to get broken, God. I pray that you will set people free. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I pray that you will move in a very special way. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, just cry out to Jesus right now. Cry out to Jesus before we pray for your children. Cry out to Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm going to have my wife come up and sing that song. Hallelujah. If you're still here, he's not done. But as she's coming up, just talk to Jesus. Say, God, whatever you need to reveal inside of me, make it a point to say, I'm going to obey. Don't wait to say, God, show me what it is, and then I'll think about obeying. He's not going to speak that way. Make a decision. Whatever you say, that is what I'm going to do. That is what I'm going to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We worship you, God. We give you glory. Can you tell the kids to come over here?
Thank you all for listening. Be sure to stop in for a whole new podcast. We love you, familia.